2: Coming up on Taking Stock, we're going to find out how a pair of lost glasses led to the creation of a new global business. That's all coming up on Taking Stock here at Pershing Insights 2016 conference at the Hyatt Regency in Orlando, Florida.
3: I'm not going to say anything more about our next guest, this mystery guest, Pim, except that he's going to be on a panel that you're moderating this afternoon. Lucky
1: you. Yes, indeed.
3: Let's get back to Bloomberg World Headquarters in New York City. Charlie Pellet's back with a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: And I thank you very much, Kathleen. Thank you, Pim. Fox, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all advancing 29 minutes to go ahead of the close on this Wednesday, June 8th. S P S&P 500 index uh, edging toward a record. Advances in government bonds, pushing some yields to record lows. Right now we have got the 10-year, 1.70%. The 10-year up 5.30 seconds. S&P 500 index advancing 6 points to 21.18. A gain today of 3 tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials up 60. A gain also of 3 tenths of 1%, NASDAQ up 13, again also of 3 tenths of 1%. Gold up 16.60 the ounce to 12.63, that's an advance of 1.3%. Crude oil holding above $51 a barrel, 51.15 on West Texas Intermediate Crude, up 79 cents, again there of 1.6%. Brexit very much on the minds of investors on both sides of the Atlantic. Former UK Prime Minister Tony Blair is warning of a serious economic shock if the UK votes to leave the European Union. He spoke this morning with Bloomberg Television and Radio.
4: Hello, I do believe there will be a, a big turnout for this. I mean, I think people do understand it's a, a decision with seismic consequences, particularly economic consequences, and I, I can't believe that people will... We'll shuffle this one off, um, and I think it, I think we will get a substantially higher turnout than in a general election
1: lululemon athletica posting first quarter sales that topped analyst estimates helped by new products like an expanded selection of women's tops lululemon shares they're up now by five percent up three forty one seventy one fifty five on lulu dow industrials advancing 61 points up three tenths of one percent s&p also higher now by three tenths of one percent three thirty two on wall street Now let's take a look at other news from around the world on Bloomberg Radio.
5: Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. This news update is brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary four x four capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today. Although Bernie Sanders promises to continue his campaign to the last primary in the District of Columbia next week, he'll be doing so with less manpower. Two people familiar with the plans to tell the Associated Press that about half of Sanders' campaign staff is being laid off. Libertarian Party presidential candidate Gary Johnson is inviting those voters disappointed with either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton to take a look at his party's ticket. I offer, along with Bill Weld, a real alternative to the two. Uh, Being fiscally conservative, uh, look, smaller government is better. India and the United States are reaffirming their commitment to one another. Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi addressed a joint meeting of Congress today. In this exciting journey, the U.S. Congress has acted as its compass. You have helped us turn barriers into bridges of partnership. In Israel, nine people have been wounded in a shooting at a Tel Aviv market. The Associated Press reports a suspects been arrested. New York state officials have no plans to fix an error in the name of the Verrazano Narrows Bridge. It's been spelled for more than five decades with one Z. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Charlie.
1: And we thank you. And again, uh, recapping, stocks higher, S&P up 5, a gain of 3 tenths of 1%. We are brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit spdrs.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. I'm Charlie Pellett, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio.
2: E-commerce and brick and mortar stores. One report from Mary Meeker, the venture capitalist, explains that Warby Parker made more money per square foot in its retail stores than Tiffany last years. That's actually better also than Michael Kors stores, according to Meeker. Let's meet the co-founder and the co-chief executive of Warby Parker, Neil Blumenthal. Neil, thanks very much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Tell people about how a lost pair of eyeglasses led to what is estimated to be a company worth $1.2 billion, making it the second most valuable private venture-backed e-commerce company in the world.
4: Um, well, you know, I think the best businesses solve real problems, and my co-founder, Dave Gilboa was traveling and lost a pair of $700 glasses in the seat pocket of an airplane. Uh, and we were talking about it along with our two other co-founders, Jeff and Andy, and we thought that there was no reason why glasses should be so expensive. And we thought, what if we were to design the glasses we love, use best materials, uh, and build a business that could sell them for ninety-five dollars instead of five hundred? Um, and that sort of is how Warby Parker got started.
3: The rest is history. Not just <laughs> online, you've got what thirty-seven stores across the country. You've been valued at one point two billion dollars. You were just telling me you've got eight hundred. Employees, uh, you do to me have that also that element of social entrepreneurship, which means you can make money doing good stuff for people. That's not a, how. How did that come in, and what does that role in, in helping developing nation citizens get good eye care and good glasses?
4: Well, something that was startling to my co-founders and I is that over seven hundred million people around the world don't have access to glasses, and we think that that's crazy, right? Glasses were invented 800 years ago, so we're failing as a species if we can't get technology that's 800 years old in the hands of everybody that needs it. Uh, and we thought, what's the best way to serve others? Um, what if we committed for every pair that we sell, distributing one to someone in need? Um, and to date, we've distributed uh, several million pairs of glasses to people in need around the world. Uh, actually, prior to starting Warby Parker, I ran a nonprofit that would distribute eyeglasses in the developing world, and that was my exposure, actually, to the optical industry. And seeing the power of a pair of glasses to transform somebody's life, uh, it's amazing, right? There's few things that have immediate impact, right? You put on a pair of glasses, people's faces light up, and they can immediately work and be productive.
2: You talk about power, and I want you to maybe talk about the power of marketing because I understand that there was an article that appeared in Vogue magazine that really lit the fire, for Warby Parker, and I wonder if you could describe, I think it was 9,000 orders in
4: one day. That had you all scrambling. Yeah, when we launched uh, exactly six years ago, uh, we were featured in Vogue and GQ and the company took off like a rocket ship. We thought that we were going to have to beg uh, our parents and our friends to buy, you know, maybe a couple pairs <laughs> a week. But what, what happened is that we hit our first year sales targets in three weeks. We sold out of our top 15,000 in four weeks. We had a waiting list of over 20,000 people. Um, and to to us, what this showed was that people were sick and tired of paying $500 for a pair of glasses that, you know, we could offer for
2: 95. But how did you respond to that demand? Because you said you had a waiting list for 20,000. And I just want to pinpoint it because sometimes you have a great idea. You got a great business. It starts off, but then you don't know how
4: to deal with success. Yeah, we so at the time we were full-time business students at, at Wharton, uh, the first thing that we started to do was cut class, <laughs> so that way we could respond to all these customer emails uh, to help process the orders, uh, and we ended up just apologizing a lot and explaining to people, hey, we just started, uh, you know, there was a lot more de- demand than we were anticipating, and we found that the more that we explained to customers, the more connected they felt with the brand. It's almost the way that human beings build relationships with other human beings, which is really through vulnerability so we've always tried to explain not just what we do but the how and the why
3: well did you feel vulnerable to the recent new york times piece that kind of said you guys are just the, the uh, you know you're the poster boys you are you embody like hit cool you're not cool you got to be young to be slim you got to be a certain kind of person to to buy and wear warby parker Did so that did that hurt your feelings
4: uh, it, it did um, and what was amazing is that it, it seemed to rally sort of our our audience so this columnist right that said um, hey you know even though Warby Parker's glasses are affordable there's this air of exclusivity around the brand and, and we couldn't disagree more and this writer who usually gets maybe seven comments on a particular article got 185 uh, from people saying that they love the Warby Parker experience that they like the influence that Warby Parker's had having on the industry, which is forcing other optical chains to um, renovate their stores, lower their prices, and provide better customer service, which we think is a good thing. And you've also opened recent stores, one in Brooklyn, as Kathleen mentioned, and you're also looking at new locations. Um, Yeah, in fact, actually on the way here, I ran to the mall (laughs) about 20 minutes ago. Now I don't miss an opportunity to walk through a mall. You know, we think that the the future of retail is the intersection of e-commerce and and bricks and mortar, and we've been trying to lead the way there. We just launched an app this past week um, that uses Apple Pay that makes shopping more convenient. Uh, You'll begin to see uh, just how much we can integrate those two experiences.
3: Well, I'm sure Orange County Mayor Teresa Jacobs just on the show with us will be very happy that you're opening a store here in Orlando. And we're live at Pershing's Insight 2016 conference in Orlando, Florida. I'm Kathleen Hayes. This is Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg Radio.
2: Coming up on Taking Stock, we're going to be talking about Harry Reid. We're going to talk also about Bernie Sanders' meeting with Harry Reid and find out what went on in that meeting. Details ahead.